theyeshiva.net. Good morning, everybody. And welcome to What is Mashiach? Part 2, The Rambam's View, second part of the series. A new understanding and what is Mashiach? Quite different than many of our perceptions. I'm going to analyze the Rambam's perspective. What is Mashiach? What is Gula? Okay, if those who want to follow inside, please open your source sheets. We learned the Rambam inside last week. Today we're going to continue the Shir, the Sicha of the Lubavitcher Rebbe on this Rambam, dissecting every one of the four halachas in Rambam, Hilchas Malachim, Perikud of the Laws of Kings, chapter 11. If you want to open your source sheets, if you have the Sicha yourself, that's fine. Kudai Sicha is volume 18, Balak or the Dvar Malchus that they published with it. And if you go to the yeshiva.net, we also have the source sheets, and uh, you can go to the homepage, and you'll see the class for today, What is Mashiach, Part 2. And above the video and below the video, we have the source sheets, and we're holding, in those source sheets, where are we holding? We're holding page, page 11, Se'iv Zayin. Brief summary. The Rambam in Hilchis Malachim, chapter 11, writes four halachas. That's the whole parak. The first halacha, he says that Mashiach is going to come and restore the sovereignty of David to its original glory, build the base Amikdash, gather all of the Jewish people from all over the world back to Israel. The laws will return the way they were. In the past, in the days of yore, we're going to offer all the offerings. We're going to perform Shemitah, Yoival, all the mitzvahs, the way that's, all these mitzvahs, the way they're recorded in the Torah. And then he says, whoever doesn't believe in it or doesn't await the coming of Mashiach, not only is he denying the prophets, but he's denying Torah and Moshe Rabbeinu because the Torah testifies in itself, that the Jews are going to return to Israel and also in the portion of Bilam. You have a prophecy about two Mashiachs, the first Mashiach, David, who saved the Jews in his day, and the final Mashiach, Mashiach, who's going to save the Jews at the end. And the Rambam goes through the Psukim in the portion of Bilam. He goes through two Psukim with four prophecies and shows, Arenu Valayata is David, Ashrenu Valaykarev is Mashiach, Darachaych of Mayakov, David, Komshevet Mishnah, Mashiach, Machatz Pase Mayav, David, Karka Kobneshes, Mashiach, Vahaya Edom, Eurasia is David, and finally, Vahaya Eurasia Seir Oivov is Mashiach, as you could look it up in the Rambam, and we explained it at length last week. Then the Rambam in Allah says, also in the portion of Ari Miklot, in Parsha Shavtim, it says, that when Hashem broadens your borders, you should add another three cities of refuge. That never happened. And a mitzvah is certainly not in vain, and therefore this also proves that the Torah predicts and promises that Mashiach is going to come. In terms of the prophets, you don't need any proof. All the books are filled with this. In Halacha Gimel, the Rambam says, don't think Mashiach has to make miracles. He doesn't have to resurrect the dead. He doesn't have to defy the order of the world. Look at Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was a great sage. And he and his colleagues, he says, all the colleagues, all the sages of his generation supported Ben Kuziva, Bar Koichva, as Mashiach. They never asked for him. They never asked him to make a miracle. He says he was killed at the end. And once he was killed, they realized he's not Mashiach, but they thought he was. They all thought he was. How could they think he was if he never made a miracle? Proof is that Mashiach doesn't have to make any miracles, and therefore, 
this is not a way to test the authenticity. And the Ramam continues, and the primary point here is that all the laws of the Torah stand forever and ever, don't add to them, and you don't take away from them. The final one he says, and if a king from Beis David stands up, and he's immersed in Torah, and he's immersed in mitzvahs like David his father, according to Torah, and he compels all the Jewish people to follow that path, and he fights the wars of God, he is considered or assumed to be Mashiach, Mashiach. If he's successful in all the above, and he's victorious over the nations, and he builds the base of Mikdash, and he gathers the Jewish people there, you know, then he's certainly Mashiach. And then the Ramam continues, if he's not successful or he's killed, we know he's not the Mashiach that the Torah promised, even though he's a kosher fine king like the other kings of base David. And then he goes into a whole long discussion, which was deleted from most Rambams because of the censor, but we learned it last week, that Christianity and Islam rose up in the world. They, Christianity claimed to have produced the Mashiach. The Rambam says it's absurd. It creates so much bloodshed and violence and, and dispersed the Jewish people and, and, and humbled them and crushed them and, 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 and wreaked havoc and destruction. But the Rambam says, nonetheless, it was part of the divine plan because by introducing monotheism, both Christianity and Islam help bring civilization closer to the ultimate to the ultimate redemption when the divine consciousness will indeed pervade all of humanity and Mashiach, the real Mashiach, will ultimately repair the whole world to serve one, one God. That's basically, very briefly, the structure of the fourth, the eleventh chapter of Hilchas Malachim, which is the second to the last chapter of the Rambam Zadah Chazak. When we dissect this chapter in Rambam, it's filled, it's saturated with question after question after question, especially knowing the meticulousness and the precision of the Rambam. And we discussed many of the questions last week, and very briefly, I'm going to repeat again, very briefly, I'm going to suggest whoever didn't, and even if you did, you can watch the replay on the yeshiva.net, T-H-E-Y-E-S-H-I-V-A.net, you can watch the replay of the first class where we went through this Rambam quite uh, slowly and discussed, you know, the details of the Rambam's articulation of Mashiach and Geula and the various questions that come up. But I'm just going to, I'm going to uh, go through them very swiftly. The first question is, the Rambam is not a, a, a pirush, a commentary on Chumash or on Tanakh, explaining Psukim. Yet here he does something very interesting. After he says, when you deny Mashiach, you're not only denying the Nevi'im, you're also denying Torah and Moshe. He has to prove, where does Torah speak about Mashiach? Why am I denying Torah? So he brings a Pasuk, V'shav HaShem HaLekech Hashem promises that there's going to be an ultimate gula. all the Jews are going to come back after exile. Fine. That didn't happen yet. So that's proof for Mashiach. But then he adds, there's also Parshas Bilam. Why does he have to add that? Not just to bring a second proof. Because B'Shav HaShem HaLekech doesn't tell you there's going to be a Mashiach. It just tells you Jews are going to come back. Could be the real estate in Israel will be good. It'll be the best place for Jews to go back. The point is, by Bilam we see that there's a prophecy about Mashiach. Darach Koychav Miyakov, become Shevet Mishral, Ashrenu Valaykar, there's going to be a Mashiach. But then the question is, why does the Rambam go into this whole detailed discussion that part of the Psukim of Bilam deal with David and part of the Psukim of Bilam deal with Mashiach? And then he even goes through every verse showing which part deals with David, which part deals with Mashiach. Why is that relevant here? It's interesting, commentary on Chumash, but that's not the function of the Rambam. The Rambam didn't, could have even just said, also in Parshish Bilam, you have the prophecy. 
Because it says in Bilam that I'm going to tell you what's going to happen in the future. If you want to say the Pesukim, tell us which Pesukim. But the Rambam goes and analyzes each Pesuk, and also the first half of the Pesuk that is dealing with Davar HaMalach, which is not even connected to Mashiach. Again, it's nice things. It's nice commentary on Chumash. But that's the job of the Mepharshim and Chumash. Rashi, Targumunculus, the Ramban, the Gemaras that explain the Pesukim Agada. The Rambam is a Sefer of Halacha. Sefer Halachas, Halachas. What's the Halacha here? Then the Rambam in Halacha Beis says, I have another proof from Torah, from Ari Miklat. One second. The first two proofs you put into Halacha Aleph. So why don't you put in the third proof also in Halacha Aleph? So you say, no, because it's a new proof. So then the second proof should have been Halacha Beis. Either put all the three proofs together in one Halacha, or separate them into three. It's not what he does. Proof one and two, Vashav Hashem Vuzchem, Bilam, puts into Halacha Aleph. Proof number three, Goes into its own halacha, base. That's not fair. What's the, what's the logic here? Next question. The Rabbim has an interesting title here for David. Bishnei HaMashichim. Bilam spoke about two Mashiachs. Why this title? Why is David called Mashiach? So you say, well, he was anointed. He was anointed with oil. Shaul was also anointed with oil. Shaul is also called Mashiach Hashem. Even if you want to say the Pasuk is talking about David, talking about Mashiach. The Rambam decided to coin a phrase, unique phrase about David and Mashiach, Shnei Mashiach. So you want to say perhaps that the Rambam is identifying the two people who saved the Jewish people. But the truth is, David never took the Jews out of Gaulus. If you're already identifying two people who saved the Jews in history, in the beginning and the end, it would be Moshe and Mashiach. Not David and Mashiach. Moshe took the Jews out of Gaulus. Mashiach will take the Jews out of Gaulus, Bekar of Mamash. Also in prophecy, Mashiach, the Rambam says in Ilchus Shuvah, is like, is like Moshe in prophecy. Very close. David is even a question if he's a prophet or a Chakodesh. There's different contradictions discussed in the footnotes. In Allah Gimel, we're going to further dissect the Rambam. He discusses how Mashiach doesn't have to make miracles. And he brings the proof from Rabbi Akiva and Ben Koziva. And then he finishes and he says, the main thing to know is that the laws of Torah are eternal. Who said not? Where does that come in here? <laughs> he said already in the beginning of Rambam, the beginning of the whole Rambam, he said, yeah, he discusses that the laws of Torah are eternal. It's a huge discussion over there. How does that come in here? Nobody's arguing with that. He says, Mashiach doesn't have to make miracles. You don't have to test his authenticity through miracles. The main thing is, that all the laws of Torah are eternal. It sounds like if you say Mashiach has to make miracles, you're denying the eternity of the mitzvahs. Who's denying the eternity of the mitzvahs? What's the connection? Which brings us to the next question. And that is, by a Navi, the Rambam said, in the Hilchis Yisraeli Torah, the beginning of Mishnah Torah, the laws of the foundations of Torah, a Navi also doesn't have to make miracles, doesn't have to change the world, doesn't have to split the sea, doesn't have to turn water into blood, doesn't have to resurrect the dead. But he does have to authenticate himself or herself by predicting the future and seeing that it happens. So he starts off by a Navi like Mashiach, he doesn't have to change the world. But he has to predict the future. But Mashiach does nothing. He doesn't have to predict the future. He doesn't have to change the world. No miracles, no predictions, nothing. Regular guy. <laughs> Mashiach is a regular guy here in the Rambam. And here the Rambam adds this whole thing about how Torah is eternal and nobody can change any mitzvahs. What, what, what's the difference? And then we come to Allah Dala, the last Allah. If a Melech stands up from Beis David, if a Melech Beis David stands up, this is where we're holding, Siv Zayim. After all the questions of the previous halachas, we go now to the next, next question. Siv Zayin, again, in your source sheets, it's page 11. 
Last halacha, if Mashiach, if a melech, if a king from Beis David gets up, and he's immersed in Torah, and he compels all the Jews to follow Torah, and he fights the wars of God, you could consider him Mashiach. If he's successful, he's for sure Mashiach, and he's going to change the whole world. There's something strange here. This chapter is dedicated to Mashiach and dedicated to what Mashiach is going to do. Wouldn't it be appropriate that the Rambam would put in those unique virtues and great qualities of Mashiach that he himself described back in Hilchus Truva? He said that his Mashiach is going to be wiser than Shleim Amalek, who was the wisest person. He's going to be a prophet close to the level of the prophecy of Moshe Rabbeinu. In Perik and Aleph and Hilchus Malachim, not a word. Forget about the fact he doesn't have to make miracles, he says. doesn't have to predict the future. He says he's a Melech. He learns Torah. He does mitzvahs. He compels the Jewish people to follow these things. He fights wars. He's going to... If he's a real Mashiach, if he's not real, if he's going to be the Mashiach who's bevaday, not only assumed to be Mashiach, but 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 actually fulfill Mashiach's role, he'll build the Besamikdash. Wouldn't it be appropriate that here, in this section, dedicated to Mashiach, that Amon would describe his great qualities, his great virtues? Chachma more than Shleimah, a Navi like Moshe Rabbeinu, as Aknish Kivart. It's interesting, he completely deletes it. Why? Why is that? As I said last week, in the summer of 1978, the Rebbe dedicated a few sikhs, a few shiurim to discuss this Rambam. And this sikh that we're learning, that was published originally in 1980, two years later, Lakute Sikhs, volume 18, Parshas Bolak. And here we're learning it in Lashon Kodesh, it was originally published in Yiddish, is a real analysis on this Rambam. Here we begin the explanation, but the explanation, as always, comes with another question. And what's the question? Where did the Rambam put Hilchis Malachim? At the end of the entire Mishnah Torah. I said Mishnah Torah has 14 books. We discussed this in last year, 14 sections. The last one is called Shoftim, Judges. In Judges, the last book, the last section is Hilchis Malachim, the laws of kings. And Hilchis Malachim has 12 chapters. The last two chapters are about Mashiach. The first 10 chapters are about kings, all the laws of leadership and Malachim. Why did the Rambam choose Hilchis Malachim to be placed at the end, the grand inning, the final, the grand finale of Yad HaChazak? Why? Why? The Rambam writes in Hilchas Malachim that there's three mitzvahs that the Jewish people were given when they went into Eretz Yisrael to appoint a king, to cut off Amalek, to cut down Amalek, and to build a base of Mikdash. So this is a mitzvah that came right when they went into Eretz Yisrael. 
So why is Hilchus Malachim, the laws of kings, all the way at the end? When this is one of the early mitzvahs that the Jewish people have, right? When they go into Eretz Yisrael. So now, it would seem, what, what, what would you say? What's the answer to this? Well, what do you think the answer? So there are Advaz, he says in 39, there are Advaz in his introduction to Sefer Shoftim says, because it's the halachas of Mashiach. It's about the future, it's not about the past. Makes sense, right? Hilchus Malachim, the laws of kings, and the end of it, Mashiach, is about what happens when the Gula comes. We'll have a king, we'll have a Beis HaMikdush, and everything else the Ramam describes. So that's why it belongs at the end of the Sefer. First he speaks about things that are relevant throughout history, and then he speaks about the end, the end of the days. Hilchus Mashiach. But one second. There's two problems. First of all, if you study Hilchus Malachim, you'll see that there's various halachas that are not applicable to Mashiach. They're only applicable to the past. For example, he speaks about a Navi who appoints a Melech, not from Beis David. <laughs> Just like Yeravim ben Nevat was nominated, was nominated by Achia Shiloini, not from Beis David, he was from Shevet Ephraim. That belongs to the past. And the Ramam discusses the Alachas, and other Alachas, and Elchus Malachim, they're not about Mashiach. But there's a bigger question. Take a look at the books of the Rambam. Mada, Avaz, Manim, Noshim, Gdusha, Gdusha, Hafla, Mada, Avaz, Manim, Noshim, Gdusha, Hafla, Zeroyim, Avoida, Karbonus. <laughs> and then after that, you have Tara, Nezikin, Kinyin, Mishpatim, Shoftim. Many things that are very applicable today. All the halachas of Nezikin and Kinyin acquisitions and civil damages and laws, various civil laws. That's all later. Avoida and Karbonus. Who's bringing Karbonus today? Who has a Beis HaMikdush today? That's also Hilchasel It used to be. It's not here anymore. The Rambam's days it wasn't existing. Rambam lived in the 12th century. 1100s. So Hilchas Malachim, he puts all the way at the end. But one second. The same mitzvah, when they came in Texas, oh, there's a mitzvah to appoint a melech, to build a Beis HaMikdush. The Beis HaMikdush goes before, and the Malachim goes all the way at the end. Why? What's the logic here? Should have been also earlier. He says in 39, when it comes to Karbonus, you could say that the Rambam holds, in Hulchus Beis Abchira, the Rambam says that you could bring Karbonus even without a Beis HaMikdash. If you build a Mizbeach and you know the place, you could bring Karbonus. That's why there's a whole big discussion over various generations about bringing a Karbon Pesach today, even before the Beis HaMikdash, because you don't need a Beis HaMikdash, you don't need a Mashiach. If you know the place, you build a Mizbeach, and you have a kaya, and you can bring the carb. I Jews atame to And throughout Jewish history, there were various considerations that never materialized, but there were various considerations to bring a carbon pesach if they could get permission from those who were in charge on the Temple Mount on the Harabayas, based on the view of the Rambam that you could bring all the carbonas without a base amigdash. oh, so it's gishmak. Carbonus is not about Mashiach. But one second. The Rambam earlier also brought Allah's of building the Beis Hamikdash, <laughs> not just Karbonus. Hilchis Beis Hamikdash is all about the Beis Hamikdash, and the Rambam clearly holds. He says here in Hilchis Malachim, Mashiach is going to build the Beis Hamikdash. So that should have been at the end of the Sefer Ayat, but he does not do. He does not. He does not do that. He puts those earlier Sefer Malachim at the end and Mashiach all the way at the end. So the Lubavitcher Rebbe explains that it's possible that the reason the Rambam put Hilchis Malachim all the way at the end of the Sefer, is not Stam, he put it at the end. <laughs> really, it belongs much earlier, you would think. He wants to make a very powerful point. V'yash 
Vamesh, our Rambam said the Siddur's Besim Sifriat Sefer Alochas, and I am Adgish, Shishleim was Kiyam Atayra Valocha, Nasa Beshosh, yes, Indian Amalochim. Kivishes, I'm moving on the Pashtus, Shishleim was Akim, Shakal Mitzvah Valochas, and I am Adgish, Shal Yodim Meskayam is Mitzvah Mulchamas Hashem, Lachas Arish Lamalek, or Mitzvah Livnis Besabhir, Shirakos Shayach Kiyam, Kal Halochas, or Mitzvah Atayra. What the Rambam is trying to bring out is, that to get to the end and the completion, the culmination of Mishnah Torah, which is basically the book that articulates all halacha, to get to the end of it, which means to get to the to the culmination of it, to get it done, to get all the way to the peak, to the perfection of it, you need a melech, you need a king. As the Rabbim writes, in Hilchus Malachim, in the earlier chapters here, he explained that the role of the king is in order to make sure that the Jewish people are liberated and emancipated from all those things in their environment or in the world that want to destroy them and not annihilate them, Khalila, and destroy their ability to perform Torah mitzvahs, to bring justice to the world and to create an environment where the mitzvahs of the Torah can be fulfilled. That's why he fights the wars to remove all the decrees and all the evil or harassment or abuse or genocidal plans of enemies of the Jewish people. Therefore, has to destroy Amalek. The Melech also has a mitzvah to build a base of Mikdash. And then you could fulfill all the mitzvahs of Torah. Without the king to be able to achieve these things, there's many mitzvahs you can't fulfill. If the Jewish people are being perturbed, they're being bothered, harassed by Amalek or other enemies. They can't live, they can't exist. If they don't have a base of mikdash, they can't do many of the karbonas. If they're not in their own land, they can't do many of the mitzvahs. Who is the first one to achieve this? A leader to be able to bring the Jewish people to a state where all of the 630 mitzvahs of the Torah can be fulfilled. It was David. First of all, Malach HaKal Yisrael Yisrael Yehuda. He ruled over the entire Jewish nation. Yisrael and Yehuda was a unified, he unified the tribes together so that all the Jewish people could be involved. Number two, who covers us, Eretz Yisrael. He conquered the whole Eretz Yisrael. Gabar Shleim was the Mulchamas, Hashem in Yechlem, Mitzvah Mekaloivav. He defeated, he waged war and he defeated all the enemies of the Jewish people that would kill them and harass them and instigate against them and persecute them and abuse them and murder them and just create a situation that it's impossible for the Jewish people to live peacefully, tranquilly in Eretz Yisrael and do their, fulfill the, and live as Jews. Furthermore, He's the one who prepared everything for the Beis Hamidosh, even though Hashem told him, you're not going to build it, your son is going to build it, but all the preparations till that point came from him. As the Tanakh explains, And he brings in 45, the smag, writes, Zman David. The time for the building of the Beis HaMikdash arrived during the time of David. So David was the one who allowed, for the first time, the fulfillment of Torah and Mitzvahs in the most perfected fashion. At least the process was began, began through David. You have a Beis HaMikdash, you could do all the Avaidas connected to the Beis HaMikdash. The, all the Jews are in Eretz Yisrael, you could do all the mitzvahs connected to Eretz Yisrael. 
the Jews have peace and tranquility so they can live their lives as Jews and fulfill all of the mitzvahs they need to do. As, as, as Hilchis Mashiach, Mashiach, Hiknas, and Amon Bissim, Sifreyat, Bissai, Hilchis Malachim, Malacham, Isayim, Meachesh, as a Gidre, Vinyanishal Mashiach, Hapi Allah. Once you come to the end of the Yad, which means that the perfection of Torah, the end of the Yad of Chazak, the sum total, the culmination, how do we reach the apex, the ability to fulfill the whole Mishnah Torah? We come to the grand finale through the Malachim. The end is, is Mashiach. Not just because Mashiach is going to be a king, but because this is actually what Mashiach means from the Rambam's perspective. The Rambam is explaining not just the theme of Mashiach's coming, that Mashiach is going to come, and even the obligation to believe in him. He's saying something much deeper. He's telling us what is Mashiach? What is the definition of Mashiach? What is Geula? What is his main accomplishment? How is he going to be revealed? And therefore to also understand what are we believing in? What exactly am I believing in? And here the Rambam gives us the definition. I'll explain in a moment. Here's the key, which now will have everything fall into place, mamish like a puzzle. How does the Rambam start off, Pedikid Aleph? Let's learn his words, look at his words carefully. How does he start it off? The Rambam says, Melech HaMashiach is going to come and he's going to restore the kingdom of David to its ancient sovereignty. He's going to build a Mikdash. He's going to gather the Jews back to Israel. And all the laws of the days of Yerah are going to come back. Karbonah, Shemitah, Yoival, like everything that says in the Torah. We naturally, and then he says, and if you don't believe in it, if you don't believe in him and you don't wait for him, you're not only denying the Nevim, you're denying the Torah. So usually when you learn the Rambam, the way you understand it is, he's just telling you what's going to happen. This is part of, of Jewish faith. Mashiach is going to come once and Mashiach is going to do a lot of stuff. 
If you read Chazal and the Nevi'im, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to happen. The Rambam chooses a few things. Why? Why does he exclude everything else? The Rambam is not here telling a story about what we believe Mashiach is going to come. He's describing something far more precise. And that is, what is the definition of Mashiach in Halacha? This is a Sefer of Halacha. This is a Sefer of Law. What is the definition of Mashiach? Mashiach will do a lot of things. But what is his halachic definition? What is it that Mashiach is going to achieve and accomplish as part of what Jewish law dictates? That this is part of the halachas of Torah, that this is what's going to happen, and this is what you need to believe in. So this is what the Rambam is describing. And what what does he say? He said, I want you to understand what Mashiach is. That the real definition of Mashiach is, that the, to put it in simple words, is that the vision of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam for this world is going to be realized. In other words, Hashem gave the Jewish people a Torah. This Torah is to be fulfilled in the world. Mashiach is going to be the person who's going to realize that dream, that vision of Hashem, that Torah and mitzvahs should become the blueprint for life. That's why he says, Mashiach is going to restore Malchus David back to its original glory. What's the point here? The point here is David HaMelech was the king who allowed Torah and mitzvahs to be fulfilled fully. Mashiach is going to bring that state back it's going to express itself in the building of the Beis HaMikdash and gathering the Jews, but not just to make some nice, beautiful drama. No, because the building of the Beis HaMikdash and bringing back the Jews to Eretz is what allows all the halachas of Torah to be able to be fulfilled. If you have a Beis HaMikdash, you can do karbonas, mizbeach, everything you need for karbonas. If you have a, if the Jews in Israel, you could do shmita, you could do yoivah, all the mitzvahs could be fulfilled. He's not just telling a story of what's going to happen. He's telling a halacha. This is the halacha that the Torah says that there's going to be such a time. Jewish law dictates that there's going to be such a metzius. He's going to come and bring back to the state, bring back the world to the state where everything of Torah and mitzvahs can be fulfilled fully, which could not happen when the Jews were in exile, which could not happen when there was no Beis HaMikdash. Alzeh, now this still needs explanation. We're going to explain more. How do we know this? How do we know this? Because the Torah promises. Hashem is going to bring back all the Jewish people back there to Israel, which means that you can do all of the halachas and mitzvahs, which you could not do when there is Golos. Because as long as Jews are not in Eretz Israel, even if some Jews are living in Eretz Israel, most of the mitzvahs could not be fulfilled. The 630 mitzvahs, most of them cannot be fulfilled outside of Eretz Israel when the Jews are in Golos. So therefore, Hashem is promising you, you're going to come back to the country where you will finally be able to realize your mandate as my people, 
as God's people, to be able to fulfill the vision of Hashem for this world when he gave Torah to Arsina. And then he continues. That's not yet enough. God is going to bring you back. That's step one. Hatayda promise is going to be a time when we're going to come back so we'll be able to fulfill our full mission as Jews and fulfill the Torah completely. Now the Rambam says, there's also Parshas Bilam. And over there we have a prophecy about two Mashiachs, David and Mashiach. What does this teach the Rambam? What does this prove according to the Rambam? This proves that what is going to happen through Mashiach, what is the theme of Mashiach, what is the halachic mission statement of Mashiach? One thing, to bring back and complete what his ancestor David began. That's he starts. Lahagzir malchus David. To bring back what David began and do it in an even more complete way as we'll soon see. And that's why the Rambam has to go through all these pesukim. For Shama Weimer, Shakal apratim shayib Mashiach Arishin David Yigam Mashiach Achron Zemalach Mashiach. So here the Rambam shows that the way the Torah prophesies about Mashiach is David Mashiach, David Mashiach, Arenu Vleyata, Asherenu Vleykarif, David Mashiach. As we learned all the psukim, what he wants to show is the perfect parallel because this is what defines Mashiach. He's not trying to explain psukim, that's not his role. He's giving you the halachic definition of Mashiach. What is Mashiach? Mashiach is restoring what David began, bringing it all back in a more, even more perfected fashion. Mashiach yavi l'shleimus ha-teira. Sheken ketaitso, amizei yishi yupturi mishibud malchis. Vader ab Mashiach yishlet aleyem, yisav shelasik v'teira v'mitzvah skahigin, yupnunu v'teira v'chachmas v'leilam negosh. Vader ab Mashiach yishlet aleyem, yisav shelasik v'teira Because Mashiach will be able to accomplish all this, crushing, uprooting all the Bnei Sheis, changing the world, transforming the world, Instead of there being anti-Semitism and persecution and bloodshed and violence and aggression and terror and war. What will it allow? It will allow the Jewish people to live in Eretz Yisrael and fulfill Torah and mitzvahs in the ultimate fashion to be involved in Torah and wisdom. And not only that, as we'll see later, also fix the whole world. So at last, the blueprint of Torah and mitzvahs, Hashem's plan for the world, for the Jewish people and for the world, there's two details here, we'll soon see, will be fulfilled in its ultimate fashion. So the Rambam is not just here to explain Psukim. There's David Mashiach, David Mashiach, David Mashiach. Why are we talking about David? And why do they say Shnei Mashiach? He wants to bring out that the gather of Mashiach is a replica, the realization of David HaMelech, bringing back David. And that's why the Torah, the way the Torah defines Mashiach in Parshas Bilam, is Bishneya Mashiachim, because that's the definition of Mashiach. Definition of Mashiach is that Torah and mitzvahs will be able to be fulfilled fully. Al Pizah, Muvenes Akdamas Arambam. 
וכל מי שאין אימיים ומי שאין מחכה לו ביוסי, לא יבשה נביאים בלבד, הוא כופר אלו בתיירה במשרבנו, שהתיירה ידעו עליו, ומביא על זה, שהכוסף ושוב השם הלקח ואחר כך אף פרשס בלו. לכאילו מה חושב כל כך לעולם המשייכס לוחס משיח להדגיש, כלא יבשה נביאים בלבד, הוא כופר אלו בתיירה במשרב. ויסרו יביא לכאילו בלחס תשובה גבי גדרי כופר וכולי. אלא שמדגיש בזה הרמב״ם, שעניין זה של מלך המשיח שיובל לשלמוס בלכס המצווה סתרה, אין עוד עניין שנסגר לו על ידי הנביאים, כי אם עניין של תירא ומשה רבינו גופה. תירא גופה עם מרס ומבטיחה שמשיח יובל ומבטיח שלמוס סתרה. ולכן הוא מסיים, ואלו הדברים המפורשים בתירא הם כאלו עם כל הדברים שנאמרו על ידי כל הנביאים. שכל העניינים שנאמרו על ידי כל הנביאים על משיח, הוא עניין בתירא עצמו, בשלמוס כי That's why the Rambam right away says, if you don't believe in Mashiach, you're not just denying all the prophets, you're also denying Torah, Mashiach, Rabbeinah. Why is that so relevant here? In Hilchus Tshuva, the Rambam has a whole chapter and he discusses the various levels, what a kaifer is, what an apikaitis is, what a min is. If you don't believe in this, you go into this category. You don't believe in this, you go into this, this category. Usually you don't have in Sefer Ayah, the Rambam should say, If you don't believe that you're not allowed to work on Shabbos, that God doesn't want you to work on Shabbos, you're not only denying the Nevi'im, we'll also talk about you're also denying Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu. The Rebbe is discussing halach, and he discusses the penalties. Here, he gets into this interesting description. By the way, I'm telling you what the Torah says, and if you don't believe in it, you're not just not believing the Nevi'im, you're not believing Torah. It's an important point, and Hilchus Tshuvi discusses the gather of a kaifer. What does it mean you deny The person who says there's no God, person says there's a God, but there's no Torah, person says there's Torah, but it's not in Hashemayim, person says it's in Hashemayim, but not everything of Torah. He goes through the different categories. You can discuss over there, somebody who says Mashiach is not going to come. In fact, he discusses there, somebody who's kaifin chiyas Why does the Rambam say it here? Why is it so important? So in 37, 57, he gives one explanation, the literal explanation, that the Rambam is giving a halacha, about how you have to believe in Mashiach, because there's a difference between the Muna and the Prophets, and the Muna and Teirah, Moshe Rabbeinu, because all the Jewish people saw Moshe Rabbeinu's Nevoah by Mahmoud Arsene, as he explains in Hilchus, he said, Teirah, But inside the Sikha, the Lubavitcher Rebbe suggests something even deeper, and that is that Amim is trying to say something. That Amim is trying to say that the concept of Mashiach is not something that was revealed through the Prophets. The concept of Mashiach is Teirah, If you don't believe in Mashiach, it's not you're not believing what God revealed through the prophets. It's not even that you're not believing what Moshe Rabbeinu said is going to happen. It's something much deeper. The union of Mashiach is the union of Torah. If you believe in Torah, in Moshe, you believe in Mashiach. Why? Because what is Mashiach? Mashiach is the belief that God's plan by with giving Torah is a real plan that's actually going to be implemented. It's not just theory. Till Mashiach comes, there's a whole Torah of how the world is supposed to look. That's the whole Torah. And now here is the job of the Jewish people to turn the world into, as the Rebbe would often say, The world is a welt. It's concealed. The job of the Jew is Turn it into a universe that reflects and mirrors and embodies the blueprint of Torah. Hashem built the world based on Torah, it says in Medrash. He used the Torah as a blueprint to build the world. But you look at the world, you don't see it as a reflection of the blueprint. 
a lot of the world is in defiance of the way the Torah says the world should look. So Hashem creates a world, and then He gives the Jewish people the mandate to turn this world into a world of Torah, which means that every individual, Jew in his way and non-Jew in his way, every nation, Jewish nation in their ways, other nations in their ways, every country, every tribe, every culture, every race, every ethnic group, every part of civilization, should become a Torah a world in which the vision, the justice, the morality, the ethics, the holiness, the goodness, the kindness, the godliness of Torah and Mitzvah is realized. Mashiach means that that's real. <laughs> it's not just theory. God wrote a document and said, you know, I would really like the world to look like this. In the meantime, do what you can. So Jews take a put on tefillin. Jews keep Shabbos. The word of Mashiach is that the entire vision of Maimon Sinai is actually going to happen. It's not just theory. And that every mitzvah that we do today is, build, is building up to that. So the Rambam says Mashiach is not a prediction of the prophets. It's essentially all of Titus says Mashiach is going to come. Why? What is Mashiach? Mashiach, the Rambam is saying, is not just a reward, a beautiful, amazing reward for Titus. No. The real definition of Mashiach is, Titus itself Mashiach says Mashiach is going to come. Because Mashiach is that the whole vision, the whole blueprint, the perspective, the Weltanschauung of Titus will actually be real. It will be realized in the real world, in the most concrete way, by every single Jew, by every single human being, in Eretz Yisrael, in the whole world. And that's why the Rambam has here an expression that's difficult to understand. He finishes and he says, these words that are explicit in Torah encompass everything that was said through the prophets. And what if they don't encompass everything that says through the prophets? The Rambam says, these few psukim that I brought you, Bilam, it encompasses everything in the Nevi'im. And what if it doesn't? The Rambam is not just saying a fact that you could have everything of the Nevi'im, you could find it intimated in Torah. What he's trying to say is, everything that's said in a beautiful Taich, everything that's said in the Nevi'im, it's not just, you'll find the source for it in Torah. It's all Torah. <laughs> These words are called everything in the Nevi'im. In other words, because everything that the Nevi'im say, it's all about Torah. It's all about the Shleimus Kiyim HaTorah VaMitzvahs. The whole union of Mashiach is ultimately an union of Torah. That's Mashiach. Mashiach doesn't have anything outside of Torah. In other words, the Rambam is telling us, don't look at Mashiach only as a cosmic lollipop. An amazing lollipop. You worked hard, you did so many good things, you're going to get rewarded. There's going to be a much better world. Things are going to be nice. Of course, there's rewards and there'll be great things. The world will be a wonderful place. What's the Nekudah of Mashiach from a halachic perspective? The Rambam is a sefer of halacha. What does the halacha tell us about Mashiach? That call everything that the Nevi'im say about Mashiach, it's all in the Torah. What are his words? Everything that was said by Nevi'im about Mashiach is an Indian in Torah. So of course Torah is Kailah. It's all about the Torah. It's all about the fulfillment of Torah. This is why Malachim and Mashiach comes at the end of the Sefer. Why is it at the end of the Sefer? 
because this is the culmination for Mishnah Torah Yada Chazaka to happen. What's the sefer? This is a sefer that records all the halachas, all the laws of the Rebbeinu Shalolim wants for this world, for the Jewish people, all of it. In other words, the perfect world, the world that reflects God's plan, why He created a world. That world, that world that mirrors its ultimate potential. To link the world that is with the world that ought to be, that can be. This world that ought to be, is it reality or it's fiction? It's a nice theory. Mashiach says, it's reality. In other words, Maimed Har Sinai was real. God said, this is the Torah. Here the Tayag Mitzvahs for this world. It's a real thing. What do you mean real? Never happened. Part of it happened. Most of it happened. David began, but it didn't last. Mashiach says, it's happening. It's going to happen. And therefore, Mashiach is not just something for the future. It's an active program. Because every time I do a mitzvah, every time I learn Torah, every time I pray, every time I bring goodness into the world, I am creating that world. Mashiach is the realization of that world in its most perfect and real and authentic sense. So anything in the Nevi'im, the Ramam says it's all in these words in Torah because Mashiach is, is the realization of Torah. That's what it is. Mashiach is the demonstration that halacha is real. That the vision of God for the world that ought to be, will be. That's the question. Does the world have a purpose or does the world not have a purpose? Do we have to do something to this world? To ourselves and to the world? Mashiach is the answer. Mashiach says the whole Torah is emes. The fact that there's Torah, that there's a God, that creation has a purpose, that Mashiach is the ultimate purpose of Torah, is going to be a day that the vision of Torah is going to be conspicuously realized and implemented and manifested, embodied in every nook and cranny, in every person, every nuance, every creature in the world. Sifyut Beis, the Rebbe says, now you understand the next halacha, halacha Beis, or Imiklat. The Raman puts in a separate halacha because this proves something even deeper. What does Ari Mikla tell you? Not just the Mashiach is going to come. And what's Mashiach going to accomplish? He's going to restore Malchus based David to its glory, bring Jews back to Israel, so we could do all the mitzvahs. We see by Ari Mikla that there's actually going to be a mitzvah that's not applicable to Mashiach. God says, when I broaden your border, I'm giving you a mitzvah to add three more cities. And the Ramam says, God doesn't give a mitzvah in vain. This means the Torah is telling us that there's still going to come a time of Mashiach when there'll be a mitzvah in order not just to fulfill the mitzvah, to have the mitzvah you need Mashiach because you need the larger borders. So this brings out in a whole new way the deep connection between Mashiach and Torah. It's not just the whole Torah we have now, we have all the commandments, when Mashiach comes, finally we'll be able to fulfill the vision of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. In Ari Mikla, the Rambam adds a whole new detail. And that is, for the mitzvah you need Mashiach, till Mashiach comes, not only you're missing in the realization, in the kiyum of mitzvahs, the mitzvah itself, shtaka mitzvah. Shem gave a mitzvah, when you have these borders, then you should do this and this. We don't have it. So the whole mitzvah doesn't apply. So we need Mashiach, not just to fulfill the mitzvah, to bring the carbon, to do shmitah, to do yoival. According to the Rambam, you need for shmitah all the most Jews living in Eretz Yisrael, minatayra. You certainly yoival. What to bring the carbon Pesach? 
will be able to do every single one of the 613 mitzvahs. God's vision for what Klal Yisrael should look like, for what every Jew should look like, for what Eretz Yisrael should look like, for what the whole planet should look like, will be fulfilled. Now, I can't do so many things. We can't do so many things. Because of a Yetzirah, because of inside, in, inner obstacles, traumas on the inside, traumas on the outside, persecution, exile, dispersion, no Beis no Melech. Furthermore, the realization of the mitzvah itself will happen through Mashiach. That's what you see only by your Miklat. The mitzvah of carbon Pesach, the mitzvah of carbon Talmud is here today, just don't have a Beis The mitzvah of Yovel is here today, just don't have a, we don't have all the Jews on Iron Eitz Yisrael. The mitzvah of Chris's Irish Shalomolik is here today. We just don't know who Amalek is. And you have to have the resources. The mitzvah of building a base of Mikdash. We can't build a base of Mikdash today. You need Mashiach to build a base of Mikdash. You need the gili of Mashiach. Mashiach is going to build a base of Mikdash, not you and I. But here we see something more. The mitzvah itself needs Mashiach. Till Mashiach comes when the Jewish people will, their borders will completely expand. You don't have this mitzvah. And the Ram says it never happened. This Yarkh of Hashem According to this, we have now very powerful explanation, Halachi Yadgimba, but the whole miracle issue. This really, I think, captures it in the most acute way. Let's see good Gimel. Okay. I'm going to read Yud Gimel and then I'll explain. Alpi, Kolan, Al Yuvan, Mashakasavar, Amamalacha Gimel. שכיוון שגידרי ועניוני של משיח וכנאו שלמס בקיים הלוך עצמא מצווה סתרה על כן אם אילה על הדס שהמלך המשיח צריך לעשות איסס ומאפסים בחד ודבר ובאים כדי לעשות שינוי בעולם הרי זה בסתירה לככה של התרה הזה זכוקה משפטה לעולם. ביוס שגידרי ועניוני של משיח אינה איסס ומאפסים בחד ודבר ובאים הרי מובן גם שלא זהו המבחן על המיתוסי כשם שלגבי נובי הבחינה למטוסי היא האיס שלו, שיהיה עם הדברים מעשידם לי אסבלם יאמנו דבריו, היינו שהמטוסי נבחנת במשהו עניון נוי נובי, הוא אימן דברי אסידס. על דרך זה מובן גם מנגל למשיח, אף על פי שיהיה נובי גדול, יאיסים מכל הנביאים קרב למשיח, מכל מקום גדרי וענייני מלך המשיח. וממילא מובן שהבחינה והסימן למטוסי הוא במניוני בעצמא יותר וקיומא, ואם יעמד מלך בבייס דוד, הגה בתרא ועסק מצווה תשע בכסבת שבעל פה, ופועל שלמוס בקימה מצווה של ישראל, ויעקב כל ישראל לילך בעל החזק בית כביעי מלכים מלחמת השם, שילכם מלחמת השם הוא גם פרט בעבוד שלמוס קיימא תרא, הסורס הנגר שמבטל מצד העומס. אה. Hert, hert good, hert good. The whole, the whole continuation of the Rambam becomes crystal clear. After Halacha 1, Halacha, he describes what Mashiach is from a Halachic perspective. Not different things that are going to happen, that Hashem is going to make happen, Mashiach is going to introduce amazing, beautiful, stupendous, spectacular feats. But what is the Emunah in Mashiach according to Allah? What do we believe in? 
What is it that Torah says is going to happen? In other words, from a halachic perspective, from a Jewish law perspective, this is what Hashem wants as part of the halachis of Torah, what we need to believe in. What is it? What are we waiting for? And he goes through the psukim, v'shav Hashem alakecha, parashas bilam, are miklat, all to bring out that the definition of Mashiach is what? The realization that God is real. That Yiddishkeit is real. That Yiddishkeit is real. The realization that Yiddishkeit is real. If that's the case, of course, he doesn't have to do miracles. He doesn't have to do it. That's not his thing. <laughs> nor could that authenticate him. Nor should that prove that he's the real thing. And the Rambam continues. Rebecca Kiva didn't want Ben Kaich for a, mir- for a, mir- a miracle from Ben Kaifa because Mashiach doesn't need that. And then he continues. And the main thing is that the Torah's laws don't change. And we said, what's the connection? Now we understand. The definition of Mashiach is the realization that Yiddishkeit is real. That it's going to be realized in the world through Mashiach. Mashiach is going to introduce in the world a new consciousness, which is an old consciousness. That Yiddishkeit is real. That Torah is real. That mitzvahs are real. Maimedar Sinai is real. God is real. If you want to put it in different words, the Rambam starts off his whole Sefer. It's the opening of Yad HaChazaka. That the whole world comes from His truth. In other words, the world is a reflection of God's truth. That that truth will be realized. That Yiddishkeit is real, that Hashem is real. That is Geula, that is Mashiach. Mashiach is going to bring that consciousness into the world. That God is real. But Mele Yiddishkeit is real. To say now that Mashiach should do miracles, what's the connection? To the contrary. It undermines the whole point of Mashiach. The point of Mashiach is to show that Yiddishkeit is real. And it's timeless. And it's eternal. If Mashiach has to change the nature of the world and say, oh, let's make sea split. It's undoing his very purpose. His very reis on the etra. His very reis on the etra is that this is God's world. Maimed Arsina came to tell the Jewish people, this is my world, and Torah and Mitzvah is the blueprint in order to transform the world into the world I desire, I yearn, I want. A world that reflects the oneness of Hashem. A world that reflects Enoid Malvade, a world that reflects the truth of existence. Amita Simatsoi Nimtsukalanam Tsayim. Now you say Mashiach has to come and make miracles. Why should he make miracles? To change the order of the world. You're defeating the whole purpose. The whole purpose is to show that Yiddishkeit is real, that Torah and Mitzvahs, God says, will never change. The way they are, I gave them to you, they're for real. They, and you could implement them, and you could live by them in the real world, not in a new world. You want to make a new world? Make new worlds. The whole point of Mashiach is to realize that this world, in its natural order, can reflect the truth of God, which was the purpose of creation. We live in a world of nature, as the Raman continues in chapter 12, that Mashiach is not here to change nature. Even if there's going to be changes in nature, that's not the point. The halachic point of Mashiach is what? To show that nature itself is divine. That nature itself, the world by itself, 
people in their natural habitat, in them, in their own identity, can become the embodiment and the reflection of God's vision for them. So why would you authenticate Mashiach through making a miracle when that's completely nothing to do with his mission or his calling or his vocation or his destiny? You want to test out the power of a surgeon, it's through a surgery. And an athlete, you want him to run the marathon, let him run and test him. Or another way that he's going to prove his athletic prowess. And a scientist, your veracity, if you want to authenticate a theory, you got to test it. You want to authenticate a Navi, you have to tell. What does a Navi do? A Navi predicts the future. Let him predict the future. Let's see if he knows what he's talking about. If he knows what he's talking about, we know he's a Navi. If not, he's not a Navi. He's a liar. Fine. What is Mashiach? Predict the future. What is Mashiach? Mashiach is restoring the world to its original plan. Restoring the Jewish people to their original glory. Bringing out the Torah mitzvahs is the world, could be implemented. That's his national statement. So do that. That's it we ask of you. Watch, you know, I don't care if you don't split a sea. I don't care if you don't turn water into blood. I don't care if you don't resurrect the dead. God never told the Jewish people that have seen it after resurrect the dead. And he never told them they have to turn water into blood. He never told them they have to walk through water. He did tell them that they have to change the world. To become a Torah Velt. He gave them Torah Mitzvahs. That he told them. That's your job. Introduce that consciousness into the world. That godliness is real. That Yiddishkeit is real. It's the truth of the world. And that's how the world ought to be. Because that, who, that is who we are. That is what the world is. That's how we test you. So what does he say in the next halacha? V'im, with avav. How do we test Mashiach? If he does this. If he's a Melech Mebeis David. He's learning Torah. Ayid. He's learning Torah and he's involved in mitzvahs. It's not enough he does it himself. He changes the Jewish world. So that the Jews can live up to their potential, not be dealing with anti-Semitism and persecution and genocide, Khalila. This is Bechaskas Shu Mashiach. This is it. I don't need your miracles. It's not your mission statement. God never asked us to split seas. He does want that the world should become a world that reflects Achtus Hashem. That Torah should become the guiding principle that dictates every element of civilization and of humanity, of countries and of individuals and of homes and of marriages, beginning with the Jewish people in Eretz Yisrael. In the day-to-day life prescribed in the Taryag mitzvahs of Torah. So do that. Miracles? If you want to do a miracle, fine. The Rambam saying here that Mashiach is a prophet would undermine the whole Torah. Avada Mashiach is going to be a Navi. Mashiach is going to be smarter than Shlaim. He's going to be close to Moshe. Oh, it's true. That when the Rambam has to say it, he says it. Here he's talking about the halach of the definition of Mashiach. And if he's not a Navi, it's not Negea. Fakert, if you bring down the Mashiach as a prophet and he's the most brilliant person in the world, it's all true. He's going to be brilliant and he's a prophet and all that. The real definition of Mashiach is that he's going to bring out that Torah is MS. That Yiddishkeit is MS Lamitoi. That God is real. <laughs> That's what he's going to do. Doesn't say anyone that you have to be a prophet. Doesn't say you have to be as brilliant as Shloyme. It's nice. I don't know. Maybe it's hard. Probably hard to be as brilliant as Shloyme, smarter. That's not the definition of Mashiach. He's a Novi. He's going to make miracles. Other Yadinish. That's why the Raman doesn't say he's a Navi. 
You're going to confuse me. He does say those qualities that make him a real Jew. <laughs> a real Jew who's going to realize that MS, Yiddishkeit is MS, that's his Indian. Yamid Melech, Haigi Betayda, Eisig Bemitzvahs, Ayid, full of Teyda Mitzvahs. This is his Metzias, Elokos, Teyda Mitzvahs, like David. And he's not sitting in his own room. V'yakuf kol Yisrael le'lebol chazik bitk. The fact that he's attached to Teyda is mighty dig, but that's not the world of Melech HaMashiach. Change the world. And in fact, you have to also fight wars. However, he's going to fight those wars to make sure that the world can be restored to a place of peace and tranquility and holiness and goodness and kindness so the Jews can do what they do and everybody can else will do what they have to do. If he does this, he's Becheskes Shul Mashiach. We don't know yet that he's successful. And if he's successful, then he's Mashiach Bavadri. <laughs> I think the Rebbe says here, if you don't believe in him, or you don't wait, anticipate his coming. You're denying Torah. Why? If you don't anticipate, let's say I believe in him, I don't wait for him. Why am I kaifed in Torah? Kavaldik Akasha. I believe he's coming, but I don't wait for him. You may, you may have a guest coming to your house tomorrow. You know he's coming. You believe him. You, you, the, the guest is coming. You believe him. <laughs> he sent a telegram. He sent today. It's a, a message. You have to await his coming. The Rambam says, if you don't believe in him, or you don't await him, you're a kaifim b'tayda. Why? I think it's clear now. I think maybe it's clear. What, what, what are you believing in? You're believing in that Yiddishkeit is real. <laughs> that godliness is real. That tayda is real. That every mitzvah that I do now is real. It's not just I'm doing a ritualistic act. And I'm going to get rewarded. It's a real thing. It is a real impact. Something is happening in me. Something is happening in my home. Something is happening in the world. So of course you anticipate it. Of course you look forward to it. Looking forward to Mashiach means that you believe that it's a real thing, that Tate is a real thing. It's an authentic thing. It, it means that the Tate mitzvahs I'm doing now is with a sincerity, it's with a passion, it's with, it's with, it's with a feeling that it's MS Lamita. Now we come to the last section of the Sikha, and I'm gonna say this outside, from Seif Yudalit, and this is the last stretch. The Rebbe says, if you look at the quali- qualifications, the criteria the Rambam gives for Mashiach, it's very precise. A king from Beis David who's involved in Torah and Mitzvahs, like David, he influences the whole Jewish world to follow Torah and Mitzvahs and fixes all the breaches, fights the wars of God. This is all assumption. Now we can assume he's Mashiach. If he's successful, and later he fixes the whole world, he repairs the whole world, this is Mashiach Bevada. If he's successful, he builds the Beis Hamikdash, brings the Jewish people back, wins the wars, he's Mashiach Bavad, and he's going to fix the whole world. He says, every one of these criteria, the Rambam got from those psukim that he brought in the beginning of the Perik. We spoke before why he had to bring all those psukim to show the continuum from David Mashiach. It's one continuum. Mashiach is not another world. Mashiach is not a new world order. Mashiach is not an Olam Haba. Mashiach is not a separate schar. Mashiach is Maimed Har Sinai, realized, fulfilled, implemented, executed. Mashiach is execution. 
of Bereshis Bar Lakimus Shmaim Vesaritz, Mashiach is execution of Aidabra Lakimus Kaladvari Mela Lamera Nechashamalakancha, Mashiach is execution of the whole Torah Mitzvahs. So it's one continuum. But the Rambam also brings these Tsukim because each one of them represents the criteria that Halacha defines for Mashiach. Very briefly, the first is Arenu Vilayata Ashurenu Vilay Karoiv, about him. I see him, even though I don't see him right away. That's the first thing. Talking about who he is. Yamid Melech Mebeis David, who he is. The second is Darach Koichov Miyakov, come Shevet Mi Yisrael, how he influences the Jewish people, both David and Mashiach. This is step two. The third thing is Yilchem Elchemes Hashem, how he changes the world. He removes hatred and violence and bloodshed, creates a consciousness of peace and oneness. What's this? The next set of psukim, machatz pasi moya v'karkar kol and then there's the third level. He fixes the world. He repairs the world. This is v'hoya edda v'hoya seir oiv of yeresha v'hoysel Hashem hamlucha v'alu meshem atzim v'hoysel Hashem hamlucha. This is changing the world. And the difference between step three and step four is step three is conquest, war. Step four is revealing that this is what the world really wants, that every single person living in the world, his or her true divinity and holiness will emerge so that the consciousness of oneness will pervade everywhere. That's why in the third set of psukim, the word is mashlu, kibush, vekarkar, mochatz, it's about conquest. The last one is about yerusha. What's the difference between getting something through conquest and getting something through inheritance? When you get something through conquest, it's basically, I'm not asking you, it's not with your consent. I conquered you, I defeated you, and I take it from you. When you get something through inheritance, it means it really belongs to you. It's your tatis, it's your mommies, it's your families, it's a Yerusha. I'm actually taking something that's very close to me. I'm the closest one to it, that's why I'm getting it. It's not like a father says, oh, I'm going to inherit all my stuff to my children. That's a horrible thing. <laughs> They're conquering it for me. That's unless it's a dysfunctional family. You're not, you're not conquering it from your father or mother. You're inheriting that which is yours. What do we call it? It's my inheritance. There's two ways of changing people. One is to conquest, domination, rule. Sometimes you need that. Second World War didn't come to an end because somebody sent Hitler a bouquet of roses. Roosevelt and Churchill sent him a bouquet of roses. Sometimes you need conquest. But the ultimate goal is Yerusha. Yerusha means you inherit them. What does it mean you inherit them? It's a deep connection. They're giving it to you. In other words, we're part of each other. Everybody realizes that they're all part of Hashem's world. Likrei kulam, like the Ramah says, Likrei kulam b'shem Hashem la'avdoi shechem echad. That's the, so all the qualifications that the Raman describes on Mashiach are all in those psukim that he brought in the beginning of the chapter. The beginning of the chapter, the end of the chapter. Those psukim, every one of the descriptions, he brought four psukim. Four descriptions and two psukim. Are the four qualifications of Mashiach that he enumerates who he is as an individual, who he is vis-a-vis the Jewish world, 
who he is vis-a-vis the general world humanity and who he is relative in the world itself not just somebody who will conquer somebody who will transform the consciousness from within and in each of these stages there's a unique advantage over David HaMelech as he explains in all the words of the Psukim you see the clear advantage that Mashiach is going to bring it to its full realization that didn't even happen by David HaMalach, even though the Jews could do most of the mitzvahs, but there were still shortcomings, and over here it's going to be complete. And he finishes the last paragraph, that through the complete emunah in Mashiach, and this is a halacha, you have to know what you're believing in. I'm not just believing in that God is going to make a nice world. That's true. But the real emunah of Biyas Mashiach is that Torah is emes, that there's going to be a time that the Torah is going to be realized. That's what I'm believing in. That everything I'm involved in now is real. <laughs> it's true. It's through the real Amunna and Torah and the Achakeloi, which includes, of course, the learning of Hilchas Mashiach, this itself, he says, hastens the coming of Mashiach, Bekarov, Mamish, speedily in our days, Mamish. Thank you. In the footnote 63, the Rebbe says this answers an unbelievable question. The Chesam Seifer asks, the Rosh already before the Barbanel says, why did the Rambam put in Mashiach as one of the 13 principles of faith? The Chesam Seifer writes in Charles Tshuvah's Yeridei at the end, Kufnun Vav, that Mashiach is not one of the principles of faith. He says, let's say Hashem doesn't bring us back to Eretz Yisrael, Chas v'shalom. Let's say he doesn't bring Mashiach, doesn't build a base on Mikdash. The Torah falls apart? We're still obligated to do the whole Torah? Chesam Seifer. Yes, of course you have to believe in Mashiach, because Torah says Mashiach is going to come. But don't make it an Ikir. It's not one of the Ikirim. It's not the basis. Ikir means the foundation. Without this, Torah falls apart. If you tell me Torah is not Menashemayim, God never gave us the Torah, Torah falls apart. If you tell me there's no God, Torah falls apart, because it's meaningless. You tell me Mashiach is not going to come. You don't believe it? Okay. It's wrong. It's heresy. But Torah doesn't fall apart. There's an opinion they're never going to come back. He says they're still Mechuyiv in Torah. Torah doesn't fall apart without Mashiach. But now we understand the Rambam doesn't agree. The Rambam says it is one of the Ikrim. So the Barbanel writes in Rosh Hashanah, Yubisaka Barbanel, because it's mentioned so many times in Chumash, Nevi'im, Ksuvim, that's why it's an Ikr. Oh, so it's mentioned a lot of times, doesn't mean it's an Ikr. Doesn't mean it's an Ikr. You don't call Shabbos one of the principal 13 principles. Chametz and Pesach, not even Chametz. They're, they're, they're important mitzvahs. The Pshat is, now we understand. But according to the Rambam, Mashiach is the fundamentals of faith because Mashiach means that Torah is emes. Not just that Hashem's mitzvahs are real, but that these mitzvahs, that Hashem's vision is real in his own, in theory. In other words, Hashem gave us mitzvahs. That's real. Hashem gave us mitzvahs that are going to be realized, that the vision is real, it's authentic, it's going to be implemented in the world. Not just He gave us a blueprint that in theory you should try to implement, but in reality it's never going to happen. Mashiach means that Torah is that it's real. Not just that Hashem Taka gave the mitzvahs, but He gave the mitzvahs in a way that it's a real thing, that it's, it's, it could happen and therefore it's going to happen. It's going to be realized. So it's one of the principles of Amunah. It's one of the principles of faith. Without it, Torah falls apart, according to the Rambam. Without it, you're not Teufus what Torah is. You're not Teufus what Mitzvah is. You're not Teufus what Yiddishkeit is. You're not Teufus what the world is. It's one of the Ikrim of Yadus, one of the Ikrim of Torah. This answers the question of the Chsam Soif and the Reish Amunah. 
It also answers one more question that Barbanel says, why is a munim mashiach not a mitzvah? The Rambam says a munim Hashem is a mitzvah, knowing Hashem, a munim achdus Hashem is a mitzvah. Why is a munim mashiach not a mitzvah? This explains it. The Rambam says that any mitzvah that's general is not a mitzvah. You don't count it as one of the mitzvahs. For example, it says, Vasisim is called mitzvah, so you should do all my mitzvahs. It's not one of the 630 mitzvahs. Because it's a mitzvah klolis. A particular mitzvah, not to wear shatnas is a mitzvah, not to eat chametz is a mitzvah on Pesach. To read Krishna in the morning at night is a mitzvah. According to this, what's a munin mashiach? A munin mashiach is a munin the whole Torah mitzvahs. So it's not a mitzvah. It's not one mitzvah. A munin mashiach is the munin the whole Torah mitzvahs that it's MS. So it's not a mitzvah. This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net slash donate.